All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast, huge episode. We got all kinds of talk about the now 0-3 Minnesota Vikings. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, little Wolves talk, which we haven't visited in quite some time before we dive into the Twins, the Central Division champ Twins in the Premier League. Here we go, Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. I'm splendid, man. How are you? You know, when you don't care uh, anymore mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the Vikings winning and losing, it's very freeing. It is, isn't this it? This is how people who hate sports feel all the time. And no, it's not, though. It's better than that because you are actually into the game, mm-hmm. but you don't care about the result. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, the fun, competitive game. Um, but yeah, I just win or lose. I was like, if they win, they're one game out. If they lose, tanking for a QB. You know, yep. like it just didn't either way. Um, yeah, so I feel fine. I feel fine. I feel fine. Good. All right, guys. Um, we have a big time sports episode for you guys. But before we really dive into our sports chat, um, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean podcast app, Spotify, uh, Amazon, wherever, and wherever you get your podcast from, get the Nordies podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Also, keep on giving us those five star reviews. We are getting a bunch of them. We're getting there. We're moving on up. We need to get some more, but uh, we're moving in the right direction. So, thank you to everyone who helped us out over the last two weeks in our quest uh, to be official raiders on. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So Nailed we are it. we are currently at 83. Oh shit. A lot of people have done it. That's like 15 more. Yeah, huge. Thank huge. you guys. We love Legitimately. you guys. That's we awesome. We love you we guys. We do so much. Okay, also we're drinking a big 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 huge beer. What are we drinking, guys? Boom. This is Drecker, man. So Drecker Far- Fargo, okay? Yes. Um, been there. We've heard of it. They're friends of the pod. And this is a big double IPA they did called Doomsday Device. As usual, it's dark, it's scary looking, and it's a really, really delicious beer. I think totally in their wheelhouse. This is just mosaic, so it's just kind of a clean, like super hoppy, tasty flavor. What do you guys think of this beer? This reminds me of Old Drecker, like when when we first started trying them, Mm -hmm. and we were very much into them. And then they kind of became like a one-trick pony where everything kind of tasted the same. They did like a lot of fruit puree stuff, which is still very, very good. Sure. But this is really good. This is really tasty. It doesn't taste hot. It doesn't taste overbearing. I really like this beer. I really enjoy it. Well done, Drucker. All right, guys. This is a great beer. We're going to be drinking it the whole time. You guys should go check it out if you can get it in the liquor stores near you. Um, so, Jim, you have a, uh, what do we call it? A the pre-game warm-up. Pre-game warm-up. I need you guys to stretch because you guys are the two most elite sports minds in the Twin Cities, if not in the entire world. Wow. Well, mm, yeah, that's... I agree. Well, okay. I just, agree. Gonna, just don't ask a lot of questions. Just go with that. Finally, someone said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know this is an, an easy question for you guys. I need your top three quarterbacks in the NFL as of right now. Hmm. Who wants mm-hmm. to go first? I'll go first. Go. Um, I'll go Russell Wilson. Whoa. Number one. Uh, in no particular order right now. I'm just thinking okay, off the, then, off the top of my head. But you got to put them in order. Okay. Um, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. And? 
Ooh. Number three is kind of hard. Yep. Um, there's a bunch of different ways you could go. Um, this is your way. Definitely not Cousins. <laughs> we know that. Um, I didn't ask for the, it's not the Breeze. 23rd. It's not Goff. Um, Mahomes. I, I, I really like Mahomes. Um, I think that's my three. Okay. I think it's got to be Mahomes, Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I'm thinking of like the drive today at the end of the Vikings game. Um, who would I want behind center? And I would take any three of those guys. I'd like, probably honestly take like Russell Wilson for that type of drive. But um, in general, Mahomes is probably... So in that vein, I'll go Wilson one, Mahomes two, Rodgers three. Okay. Okay, I'm pretty close to that. Number one, I'm going to go with Wilson... Not the quarterback I'd want on my team the most because he's a little bit older and maybe a little bit more limited. Um, but currently, I think he's playing the best football of anyone in the world. Number two, I'm going with the most talented quarterback to ever live, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. And number three, I'm going to go with a team who has won 14 straight home games in the regular season. I'm sorry, 14 straight regular season games. And I don't believe they've trailed for even a second of those games. And that is the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson. Oh, wow. Over Mahomes. No, no. no I over, said Mahomes. He picked over Oh, you Rogers. had Mahomes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over Rodgers. Uh, yeah. All right. I think I think those three. I mean, the, those are the last two MVPs and probably the favorite for this. Would series. A-Rodge be four then? I kind of like – I would have said Kyler Murray before today, but he threw a lot of picks. Um, Rodgers is playing great. Um Sure. I mean, he's been really good so far. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd go with that for now. Okay. So let's revisit well this done, then. Guys. Let's revisit this then at like week 15. Yeah. And see see how we <clears throat> stack up. If that changes. I like Josh Allen too. He's yeah, been really yeah. good. Um, but he, a, a bit of an anomaly just only because it's the first three games of the season. I mean, and this is the first year he's really sort of put it together. Yeah. Consecutively. He's just absolutely throwing the ball everywhere. Well, he though. torched us. He's yeah. <laughs> Remember when he yeah. like single handedly beat us? Yeah. All right. Well right, done. Guys. You guys feel warm? I feel much better. Was that the most depressing Vikings game, regular season Vikings game you've ever watched? I was there. It was just sickening. Yeah. Sickening. <laughs> anyway. They weren't even good. They were like a not good they were like on the rise, but not good still, and they just ran us off the field. It was humiliating. Yep. Bad. Right, in a guys. game that we all took for granted as a win. Yes. I was just like, oh. I- Including the entire Vikings organization. Yeah, oh, for sure. Mostly. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're moving on to the Vikings. They lost today at home in front of a rowdy, ruckus bunch of about 250. Family members and friends. They lose to uh, the Tennessee Titans, who uh, got to the AFC Championship game last year. But we're 1-1 one one on the season. We lose on a last-second field goal or a late field goal uh to lose 31 to 30 no they're three and oh no they're two and one they lost week one no they, i believe they're three and oh really three and oh yeah they won every game like really close uh goskowski like has kicked oh, three yeah, consecutive yeah, yeah. game winning game winning field goals in a row that's right yeah okay so yeah they go to three and oh we go to oh and three um it's pretty crazy because we held them to just three of 13 on third down uh which is a great stat for us and somehow we still gave up 30 one points so yeah that's wild i mean it just shows you that they were really successful on first down um with what they were doing it also shows you that Jadavion Clowney was an absolute moron for that crazy um behind the play blindsided block yeah that that lost them seven points which they ended up getting nothing from that drive hmm. 
Um, yeah, so that that was bad. That's the bad. The good, uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. First Welcome. round pick. Wow. Electric. Welcome to the league. He yeah. was awesome. He he made some catches that were in very tight. He's being covered by Malcolm Butler, who's a pretty solid cornerback. I mean, everybody remembers him for the Super Bowl play, but he's still a really good cover corner. And, and a lot of those, or not a lot, but some of those catches that Jefferson had, Butler was right there, mm-hmm. like all over him. It was like and Diggs-esque he even, of how he kind of found his way to get to position his body to grab the, some of those. And and Butler knocked away a touchdown pass from him, too, um, that could have been caught. But, I mean, it was a great play by him. I thought uh, Jefferson found a lot of space. Um Maybe the Titans were sleeping on him a little bit, but I don't think you cover him with Malcolm Butler if you think he's not very good either. Right. So um, it was a it was just a highlight reel day for him. And were they doubling Thielen at all? I think and probably so Jefferson early in the had game. a better chance. It's kind of hard to see. I think they the, probably the were early angle, in the game, like yeah. a lot of teams have. But I think as the game went on, and we were bleeding them dry with Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, that they were probably like, all right, let's not focus much on Adam Thielen anymore. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Dalvin, right? Yeah, Dalvin Cook, another one, 180 plus yards. I think it was 120, 82 yards. Um, his fourth touchdown on the season, and I mean, he was amazing in this game too. He was everywhere, t- ripping off big runs left and right. Um, I mean, he really showed why he is one of the most special playmakers in the league. This, the, you know, that we didn't really get to see much in the first two games. There were a couple plays that stood out to me that he made. Uh, one of them was one where. It was like off tackle right, and it was plugged, and the end had crashed down, and he was like, like in one little hop, and he was outside and around the corner for like an eight yard gain. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that w- the play was supposed to go outside, but the 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 end had kind of <clears throat> like an outside shade and, and was playing that, and he put one foot in the ground, and then next thing you knew, he was like into the second level uh, for like a twelve yard gain, and it was like, man. This is why you need to get Dalvin involved more. Mm-hmm. And instead of like all of these like dink and dunk plays that they're running. They even um, threw it to him a couple times. And then you get to run play action off yeah. of that. And it opens things up. So I um, like the play where he ran like 60 yards for a touchdown. That was my favorite. That one. was a great play too, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I, my favorite play was the one where he got around the right, the left side. And then he, the guy came from out of bounds to try to tackle him, and he was just tiptoeing down the sidelines, making everyone miss. I mean, he was he was really electric. And honestly, I think he's a player who does not get the respect he deserves. I think he is um, as good as any running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. A guy like Ezekiel Elliott gets a lot more credit because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but Elliott is no better than Cook. I think Elliott is a better runner. Um. For the most part, but I think Dalvin's a better all-around running back, a, think, more, a more balanced running back. I think that he's as good of a player. I don't, I don't even know about the specifics, but I think he's he's as good as anybody. Um, maybe McCaffrey's in a league of his own, um, but he's as good as anybody in the in the league. Well, and then think about if Dalvin Cook was on like the Indianapolis Colts with their offensive line, he would be in a completely different category. I mean, mm-hmm. he'd be MVP candidate. Uh, good. I'm not saying the Vikings line is bad. Um, but it has looked very bad at times, and they're still able to run the ball with Dalvin. So um, that's a credit to, to to Cook himself, yeah. the chef. So I would say that there's um, a lot of, of uh, people's anger has been directed at Kirk Cousins um, through three games, three winless games. And definitely some of that is deserved, so I'm not here to sit and defend Kirk. But I would say that my anger 
um, I felt like has been mostly due or mostly focused on Gary Kubiak um, through the first three games. Uh, I thought he did better today than he had in the first two. Significantly better. Much, much, much better. I mean, if you put up 30 points, you should expect to win the game. You'd hope. In a Zimmer defense. Yeah. You'd hope. I I felt much better about them today, Um, but I did hear this week uh, him doing his regular, like, I'm a 1998 football coach thing. Um, So they were asking what needs to be fixed with the Vikings offense, and he said, well, we're running the ball for a lot of yards per carry, so we should run. We need to run the ball even more, and uh, all these like you know really smart football guys were like, "This is such a dumb take." Just because you're running in the fourth quarter in the second half of games, you're getting your ass kicked in, you know, for a good average because the defense doesn't care that you get six yards of carry. Right, does not mean that that's working. That's good. What's going to work for you for four quarters? And so I thought they got a little more creative today. Um, it wasn't great, but it was better. Um, and you could see that they, you know, some of that creativity was just moving cousins around more play action, more rollouts, both left and right, you know, guys motioning before the snap. It just seemed like they tried to scheme cousins into good positions for him. And it definitely, um, worked. He was much, much better than he was the last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, what was the, was it the Justin Jefferson touchdown catch where cousins was outside the pocket and then through that threw off his like uh his opposite foot no it was like, like on a, a dime no that one was the Thielen one um oh okay this jefford the jefferson one was a quick play action where they had a guy coming on an end around they play action uh to cook and then he just threw it over the top on oh a beautiful yeah, yeah, ball too. yeah yeah the Thielen throw though was yep. was a, a absolutely perfect throw stepped up moved to his right yep. on the run fired it to the back i mean there was a lot of good kirk today um there was some bad kirk uh with the picks uh not all his fault uh, like, you know, throwing a bomb at the last play of the game. That's you know, whatever. It's whatever. I mean, he got himself in that situation mostly, but. Yeah. I mean, it's just overall, um, I thought that the team played better. They played an entertaining game. And at the end of the season, I think we'll be happy that we watched this game and the result was the way that it was. I hope so. I'm prepared. So. I'm prepared that they're going to rip off some wins here that they're not supposed to just because that's the most Minnesota way to play this is to finish 7-9. 7-9, seven and, nine. <laughs> seven yeah. and nine, red hot, excited for next year. Let's not change much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, it was really... I mean, wor- we won five of six games to finish the season. I mean, there's not much we need that's to how do you, here. That's but how that's you Eric's bring fa- Kubiak back. That's, that's Eric's favorite stat, though, is like the late game, we're out of it, but look how well we're doing yeah. for next season. Ugh. <laughs> You know, Eric, you know what's going to happen. We're not going 2 and 14. Oh gosh, I hope we do at this point. We we are done. There's a there's a 4% chance we make the playoffs and that's not good enough for me. So at this point I just hope we are last place. I'm like Well, and then we were talking pre-pod, what's our next four games look like? Our next four games Murderers so Row. We yeah. play at Houston who's also 0 and 3, but when you look at Houston's schedule, you might have a little bit of sympathy for them. Uh, they started the season uh, at Kansas City against the defending champs. Right. Then they went uh, home against Baltimore, the defending AFC champs, AFC regular season champs, number one seed. Then they went uh, to Pittsburgh, who has Big Ben back and is the favorites to win the NFC North or at least a playoff team. So, yeah, that's a really tough first three games. They're 0-3, but they played arguably the three best teams in the AFC. And they are psyched with who they get to play next. Yeah, they're like, thank the Lord, we can't Give play any more break. of these top teams. So um, we play at, at Houston, which um, is 
easier, but it's not an easy game by any means. Playing against Deshaun Watson is never an easy thing, especially for a crappy defense. Um, then we play at Seattle. I believe it's on Sunday night, Monday night, Monday night. Okay. That'll be one that we win. Just watch. At Seattle. I think they will just, I think Russ will do a lot of his cooking. And then uh, we play at home against a oh, currently 0-3 Atlanta Falcons team who seems uh, like a team built to beat us. Uh, just with their high-profile passing game, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan's going to throw 45 times, and whether or not that ends up in a victory <laughs> yeah. against us, it, it could. It very well could. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to Green Bay to play the currently undefeated Green Bay Packers. So not easy. I think there's a chance that we're like 2-5, and five, and I think there's a chance we're 0-7. So at this point, 0-7, but being competitive and getting some of these youngsters, Jefferson, Gladney, uh, Dantzler, Cleveland eventually. Remember when you said on the, Smith. the Purple Pride podcast you were more excited about Dantzler than Justin Jefferson? Uh-huh. Are you retracting that? <laughs> no, I said I was more excited about Dantzler than Gladney. No, it was Justin Jefferson. Your brother asked you, I think it was like hot or cold or oh, whatever, oh, whatever oh. your game was. No, like, his question was, am I more worried about Justin Jefferson or more excited about Glad. Okay, fair enough. And so, yeah, I was saying I'm not that worried about Jefferson, but I got Jefferson, I will say, is is further along than I would have expected. Further along, he's a, for a rookie receiver. Uh, he has more catches through or more yards through three games than Randy Moss did. I mean, well, he's averaging eighty one. Don't invoke 80. that name unless you want shit to get serious. I mean, when you think about it, he, comparing he had, he the numbers one, are the numbers, man. The number, <laughs> I love it. He had one nothing performance, one decent performance, and one incredible yep. performance. But through f- three games, he's averaging four catches and eighty one yards per game. Uh, I agree. Today, today Woo. was a little bit of an outlier. Woo. It's a little bit of an outlier, but let's hope that uh, the trend continues. All right. Uh, yeah. So Houston next week. Um, Let's just, we don't know the lines or anything. Just four point dogs. Four point dogs. We are. Um, I think that I would take the Vikings. Uh, I think the Vikings lose this game by three. I'm going to take the Vikings with the points, but I think that they lose the game in, in a good game where we can already picture the ending. We're in it. We're maybe winning. Uh, Watson gets red hot late. He's scrambling around. He's throwing the ball over the place. We are on the ropes, and then we're we, on our ninth cornerback. We break at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I texted. What I texted you guys with like six minutes left. I said, "You guys know how this is going to end, right?" Yep. Yeah. And you were, and right. it was exactly how I knew it was going to end. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to see uh, Kirk Cousins try to lead your two-minute well, drill. But it wasn't even Cousins on this one. It was literally mm-hmm. we protected him all game. He got hit on every play of the last drive. Yeah. How long does he need? Well, they had seven in coverage, Jim. You have to remember that. So they they weren't blitzing anybody. They were rushing four. D linemen. So everybody was covered. And we had five in to protect, sometimes six. We're going to the tape. So it's like four on seven. And we lost every single one of those battles. And the other thing was our seven guys could not block their four. Their D tackle was pushing Drew Samia back into um, Cousins on every play. He got a hit on him. Um, Then they had the bad fumble. That was the bad snap. (laughs) Well, was it though? Because Kirk wasn't paying attention. Kirk was looking off to the side. It just went by his shoulder. I would. I say, think I put that on well, him. No, no, no. Because here's the thing: nobody else moved. Yeah. So the center snapped it at the wrong time because none of the other players so took he, off down the field. He didn't have to be paying attention or shouldn't have had. To he he no. was still trying to get everybody. He organized. was still organizing things, no. and the ball just all went right, flying right. past him. Would you let me just hate on him for once? He's he had his best game of the year, and it wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he it got, wasn't great. He got red hot in the middle of the game, and it was fun to watch, but yeah. it just still wasn't enough. Yeah. 
All right, guys, let's move on to a happier topic. Speaking of Houston. Ooh. Hey. Ooh, I like that. Wow. Hey. Coming in with the hot trannies. Wow. Wait, can I say that? <laughs> okay. We're not going to use tranny ever again to describe transition, I no. promise. <laughs> if you're talking about your vehicle, maybe. That's fine. Then that's okay. Did you replace it? Yes. All right, anyway. Um, all right, so I like that, though. Speaking of Houston, our... Minnesota Twins are going to the playoffs. That's because they won. They clinched on the last game of the season, the AL Central. Um, they are the three seed in the AL, the American League. That is uh, so eight, cool. Eight teams made the playoffs in each of the leagues, so 16 teams total, which is about double what is uh, in a normal season. They also had the fourth best record, tied for the third best record in Major League Baseball this year which is really exciting. Shows you that they're a true contender. With mm-hmm. very few pitching. Like, other than Maeda, there's no good arms, really. I know, but when you say that, they had, like, the third best No, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying they don't have a marquee guy. Like, what mm-hmm. is... Right. But when I say that, doesn't it make you think, like, what the hell is happening with other teams? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on? You're like, what? They had good pitching? Like, compared to... Like, that's just the crazy part of it, so... Um, yeah, they they are the three seed. They are hosting the defending champs, the Houston Astros, the biggest cheaters in the history of sports, um, who are way down. Way down. They lost Garrett Cole to free agency. He's a New York Yankee. They lost Verlander after his first outing to Tommy John surgery. I think he pitched an inning. Yeah, and uh, so that really hurts them. Their pitching staff is just half of what it was last year. They still have a bunch of big dangerous bats. Um, but it's a little, uh, believe it or not, when you don't know all the pitches, it's a little harder. It's weird how it's kind of hard to hit the ball when you yeah. don't know what's coming. I love that. I hope that the the karma train continues for them and we sweep them out first two games we win and, and it's over. You have to win three? Well, isn't out of three? I don't know. I thought, I thought, it, was best of, I thought it was best of five. It's three game series total, so it must be two. Oh, okay. So they could just oh, win oh, the first oh, you're two right, and, you're right. yeah. and just be done with it. Yeah, it'd be sweet. So it'd be Maeda, Burrios. I guess I just didn't even think about that. But yeah, whoever does best in a series, and we're a home team, um, Maeda, um, Brios, and uh, Pineda, Pineda yeah. are your three. Um, Rich Hill pitched well today for the most part. Um, Not his fault that the no? that the Twins lost. Yeah, so I mean, you have uh, you have a couple guys, Dobnik and Hill, um, and Odorizzi, who can go into the bullpen, which is nice. So you could uh, make that quick change, which... Um, is a nice luxury that you don't see in the regular season. Uh, I do think I'm going to pick the Twins, which is a crazy thing for me to say, uh, because we all know what happens every time the Twins go to the playoffs. Um, but they, this is a stat that should make you feel better. I believe they were 24 and six at, at home, home. Um, which would percentage-wise be the greatest home record uh, in the history of Major League Baseball. Yeah, That's little, pretty little cool, asterisk, man. but yeah, yeah. still, still so. Cool. So what do you think that it's it goes the full three games then, or you think that we? I think we'll win the first game. I think we'll lose the second game. Uh, for some reason, a big game for Brios just doesn't make me feel comfortable, and I think we're gonna win a really close third game. I think I would love that, and I'm gonna subscribe to that. That's my prediction. I think as well. if Brios makes it five innings, you pull him, because it seems like. I don't know. The, the numbers probably tell a different story, but it always seems to me like when I'm watching, things start to go haywire from six and beyond. Mm-hmm. He loses a little bit uh, of his command. He forces things. His curveball is not hitting. Uh, but you'll know what Barrios you're getting in the first like 10 pitches. Okay. You'll be able to tell if he's dialed in or if it's going to be a rough night. But like um, 
was it last season, Eric, where we were playing the Yankees and Severino got smashed in, in the, the first, first inning, inning and they yanked him immediately. They yanked mm-hmm. him like two pit guys in. And then we couldn't we couldn't hit the ball. And we were after up that. at like five zip and then Barrios came in and they absolutely smashed him. Murdered yeah. him in the first and it was like five to four or something. And then they they brought in some like long reliever and I don't think we even touched the baseball for like two innings yeah. with bats. Let's anyway. hope that at the very least we break our streak and win a playoff game this year. That would be and huge so, progress. So the uh, <laughs> You're so right, but it's so just sad. a game. So, yeah, I agree. And and so then it's like when the Timberwolves beat the Houston Rockets, game what, three two years ago, game three or four, game four, game three, I was there and I was so happy. And then, and then they lost to the next and, two, and, and it was and, a gentleman sweep. And you know, it really um, springboarded them uh, that group Wiggins, Towns, and Butler <laughs> onto bigger and better things. That that one playoff win was yeah, meaningful. way better. Look I mean, at what Butler's te- doing on the Heat. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> on other teams. Yeah. I mean, everybody's gonna be back with Wiggins and the the Warriors. They're on to great things. Um, and then we would play the winner of the Sox. Towns is dating Jordan Woods. You know who that is? Um, she was on like American Idol or something. No, she. <laughs> I shouldn't know this either, but she's one of the. She's not the Kardashian, but she's like the Kardashian best friend. Wow, I was so far off. Yeah, you were way off. I was but thinking like, of, you know, you, there is a Jordan Sparks. Is that who it was? There is a Jordan That's Sparks. That's what I was thinking That's of. That's who you're thinking of. She's no longer relevant, but uh, Jordan Woods is, is, you know, a big deal. And I just think it spells disaster for our, our young man, Kat. He is going to be looking towards Hollywood where he wants to go next. So, Perfect. We'll see. Perfect. We'll see. And LeBron's going to be like, wait, that guy doesn't play any defense and has a bad attitude? Nah, we good. Send him to get the clip. The clip, the clip down. <laughs> we already have the good Carl Anthony Towns in <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis. Yeah. yeah, they'll trade Paul George. Paul George will be out of there, and Big Cat will fit right in. Um, yeah, so it's a three-game series now. My one worry is that in the 59th game, um, you had uh, Byron Buxton got hit in the head with a pitch, and he has concussion-like symptoms. Of course, he does. Um, which is not great. And then Josh Donaldson, who has no history whatsoever of calf injuries left with what they called as a cramp in his calf, um, which I also think means he re-injured his calf. Uh, and he also is, you know, questionable. When does it start? When is the first? He can DH, though. When's the first game? It's in two days. Oh, shit. Tuesday the 29th. Yeah. Okay. Let's um, go. Let's go. It's coming. All right. Well, we don't have to play the Yankees. And we so wouldn't have to it. play the Yankees in the second round. No, you wouldn't play the Yankees until the AL CS. CS. Wow. Bring it on. Let's do it. Let's make our prediction. I'm going to go Houston Twins in the whole thing. Twins in three. Yeah, I yeah like, I, I, that's what I'm doing. Uh, that's the safest play. It's either going to be Twins in three or Houston in two. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. <sighs> you can hate Ooh. me. It's Last right. year, I picked Yankees in three, and it was it felt much better when it actually happened that I was like, I knew it. Now you'd be bummed. Yeah, it would be really sad. All right, uh, next up, NBA. Starting out with more good news. Um, Just kidding, terrible news. Malik Beasley, looking for a new big deal here, arrested. Facing charges of stolen property and marijuana possession. Arrested, not charged, and it's a felony because there were guns and drugs. So, Oh, shit. But he he got to leave. Like, he, he was... He was... Is detained his, is and his taken. wife gonna claim that stuff ride or die style he was we well, gotta have a fall guy ask chris you, carter that's <laughs> you gotta uh, bring one around bring you with and i they think get rewarded when they get out uh he was arrested taken to the station for questioning 
and was released without any charges. So that's not necessarily good okay. news, but it's better than him being booked into jail like this is open and shut. Mm. So, um, I, I, so his Instagram makes him seem like such a family guy. Like he's very into fashion and it doesn't seem like he was, he would be into keeping guns in his vehicles and all that. But, uh, it's a shame. Well, you can keep guns in your vehicles. You just can't have pounds yeah. of marijuana next to them. Is that what happened? I don't know. I think, okay. I think they were arrested at like a residence oh. with all of those things there. Hmm. Well, I guess I shouldn't comment. I don't know the full details. I like the guy. I like how he plays. I hope it uh, it turns out okay for him. So here's my thought on it. Um, I'm hoping this helps save the wolves a few million dollars. <laughs> We're like, hey, you know, we know you're asking for three years, uh, forty five, but we'd like to offer you three years, thirty three. Because you almost got a felony. Because you got a felony. And nobody's going to touch you. You're yeah. toxic now. Yeah. You're toxic. Don't even ask them. But you belong yeah. here. Don't call anybody. <laughs> yeah. No, no. He's he's my biggest worry. Because they might not give a shit at all. I am worried about him, though. He's the kind of signing that can destroy your franchise. Tank your franchise, yes. Where you're like, oh, How man. far could it tank? Well, no, but like... It's, it's tanked. But it's he's talking about like uh, where you give... Uh, oh, who was the big Russian center? Rostro Nesterovich. No, the other guy. Peck. The big Peck. Pekovic. Oh, Pekovic. Where you the give Godfather. Him, like, uh, or Gorgie Jang, $13 million oh, yeah. a season. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, actually hated the Jang and, thing. And, and those are the contract. That's the what he's going to be looking for. Somewhere in that like 12 to 15, 12 to $16 million And Glenn range. Taylor's a moron. He'd absolutely and, give it to him. And so yeah. to me, Beasley is the kind of guy who if he's Jeremy Grant... And you get him for like $10 million a year and he plays as a starting role on your team and he's a big piece of it. You know, it's a huge help to your franchise. But if he's your number three guy based on money and he is, a, you know, a replacement level player, kind of a role you're player, absolutely yeah. ruined. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's happened. How many times does that happen in the NBA? It happens all the time. It happens it's, it's every year. And if you're an agent, do you even call the general manager of the Wolves or you just try and call Glenn Taylor? Yeah. Like just, right. I'm not even gonna deal like, with. I'm not dealing with Gerson. Yeah. He's got nothing. I, I'm gonna call Glenn and be like, "Hey, I'll shake your hand. You can look this guy in the eye, and right. he'll t- you know, <laughs> he'll tell you how good he's gonna be for you." So it will be interesting to see what the Wolves do. Um, I know the Wolves fans won't stop talking about them trading the number one overall pick to the Suns for Devin Booker, but it just is not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. So everyone needs to just leave that one. Let it go. They're the the great players that you could get are few and far between. Um, I do think that you could get, um, for the right price, I'm sure you could get one of the guys out of um, Philadelphia, Embiid or Simmons. I don't think you'd want Embiid. Too I don't to think Towns, I but... want Embiid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I would. I'm just listing guys I think that you could get that I think you could make a trade for. I think you could make a trade for... Um, I think you could make a trade for uh, a Drew Holiday. Ugh, um, no, I, I, I think you him. could make a trade for Simmons or Embiid. And I think you could make a trade for Bradley Beal. I would say those are kind of the big pieces. I consider Bradley Beal. I would like Simmons would be my guy. Yep. If I, would I could want get Simmons, anyone. Beal, Embiid, and Holiday in that order if that's my options. I think those are kind of, I mean, you know, who knows? You could probably get like Buddy Heald. No. I don't really want not him. Enough. Um, you know, but I think that they're going to do everything. Not for the number one pick. No. I think they're going to do everything they can to move this pick for something that's a more of a sure thing. If we could have gone back in time and drafted Buddy Heald instead of Chris Dunn, I would have taken that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you could probably trade for Zach Levine. (laughs) Oh, Oh, he's available. Weird. (laughs) You could probably get him. 
Um, yeah, but I just think that they're going to do everything they can um, to try to acquire another star. Um, it sounds like Edwards will be the guy if they keep the pick. The problem is there's there's no Zion Williamson, right, where where people would be offering you a king's ransom mm-hmm. to, to get at the number one pick. I mean, it's like uh, we're going to trade up to get LaMelo Ball, or who's the next one? Is it LaMelo? Yeah, LaMelo, mm-hmm. whatever. Edwards. Doesn't matter. But, like, there, there's no guy that's, like, the shining beacon of you know, awesomeness, consensus, this consensus and, number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Edwards looks like the number one guy, and I think he's Victor Oladipo. And that's not well, good. That means I mean, nobody... That's, that's the, good. But that means nobody wants that pick. Yeah, right. Like, Oladipo's a really nice player, but, like, if he's the best player in the draft... Uh, yeah, he's a nice piece. Uh, he's, like... At 10th. He, yeah, he's, like, the You know two, what I mean? He's, like, um, the number three guy on an elite team. But hasn't Oladipo played on, like, three teams already? Um, no, he, no well, he got... The Pacers forever, He got drafted by the... Magic. The Thunder. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He played, played there for, the for a Thunder, spell. And then he got traded... Um, with Sabonis for Paul George. I thought he went to Orlando. And then he started to play it really, really well in the I Pacers. thought he was on Orlando for a minute, too. Anyway, he but, maybe was. But the fact that he got moved around like a few times, just like, I don't yeah. know, that's, that, that's not your superstar caliber guy. So I don't want Victor Oladipo with the number one pick, but yeah. whatever. So, guys. Well, the, we're unlikely to get lucky. This in crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, in, I mean, in, no, no shit. In wild, fun, exciting NBA news that's not depressing like the Wolves, uh, LeBron James is going to the finals with his third different team, his 10th final uh, in his career, 17 years. He's 35 years old in the 17th year of his career, and there's a real argument to say he's the best player on earth. His 10th in 11 years, right? He has last year they didn't more make it, but... finals appearances than all but three franchises. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, like, what, Lakers, Celtics, I don't know, one other one. But, yeah, it's, like, just absurd how good he is. He's incredible. And uh, in this last game, uh, actually in the last two games. In the last 10 years, when he's made the playoffs, he's made the finals every time. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Nuts. So, he, in the last two games, I thought you got to see um, him doing the Kobe thing um, that people love to talk about Kobe doing. Um, but don't want to give LeBron the same credit. Killer instinct. Yeah, they're like, dude, LeBron Mama. just doesn't have the killer instinct. He's just not competitive. It's like you watched him like D up Murray at the end of game four mm-hmm. and just completely take him out of the game. And then you see him in game five uh, as the Nuggets are desperately trying to come back and four straight trips down the court, he scores nine points in a row to bury them alive. A bomb three from the heavens to end their to break their their, their spirits and it was just such an incredible performance from 35 year old lebron 38.16 rebounds 10 assists his 27th triple double in the playoffs and as much as i hate the lakers i so badly want to see lebron win another title there's multiple reasons to root for lebron uh much of which is to like stomp out all the dumb hate that people have just because of the decision from like 14 years ago or whatever. Um, But also like he is such a like woke social leader of the black community and just NBA fans in general Mm -hmm. that everyone listens to what he has to say. And so I really, I always appreciate when he doesn't shut up and dribble and has a message to send and gets the league to make amends to their rules and things like that so that people can wear black lives matter and shit on the back of their jerseys. Um, and even though it's like an NBA approved list, it's better than nothing. Um, so I, I love LeBron. He does all the right things on and off the court. 
He's still really good. What, Eric, how many seasons have he been playing? 17? 17. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he's got a triple-double in his 17th NBA season in the... Uh, the clinch game. The, the divisional two. playoffs or whatever. So No, it was the, the Western Conference Finals. Sorry. It's oh, just nuts. So, so. Sorry. Western Conference Finals. Yeah, he's uh, he's so special. We're so happy to have... Like, just lucky to have him. So I'm watching all these games. I've been watching... I've been watching basketball, like, every night that it's on. It's been so fun. He's and then a, we got the, the Heat and the um, Celts. Celtics are not decided yet. Celtics squeezed another one through. So now it's, what, 3-2 in that series. So that is far from over. Um, I want Jimmy Butler to come through because, as you know, I'm obsessed with all things JB. Right or wrong. Right yeah. or wrong. I don't know how I feel, but I'm excited to see him come in. And I feel like now I'm starting to think the Heat might give the Lakers a little bit more trouble than the Celtics would, too. I think that was even Eric's take, and I, I think I'm coming around on that. Um, just because they play so scrappy and they play a really good team basketball, so and they have uh, they have. A big... I still think it's over in six games. Yeah, they have a little bit ball. more size. Um, they've got guys to defend LeBron and give him a hard time. They're a little bigger than the Celtics. Bam is a little better than anyone the Celtics have. Um, but yeah, I I think the Lakers should be the heavy favorites over whoever makes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, they haven't had too much trouble th- so far, especially when like Kemba is not playing all that well and yeah. he he's definitely like hurt or something there there's got to be something yeah. wrong with him or he I, just doesn't know his role there and kind of maybe is yeah. used to just being able to take whatever shot he wants on a bad team sure so, i don't know it's a little little weird uh they have all the pieces to be like a powerhouse you'd think so i think if any coach in the league not named like greg popovich that could dig them dig the team out of a 3-1 hole it's brad stevens yeah granted it helps to have like five all-stars on your starting roster right um at the same time i think that i think it goes seven okay all right that's a good prediction i think it'll be fun and you still pick lakers though uh celtics oh you think this heat Heat celtics oh i thought we were still talking about that so yeah yeah. i think i think that goes seven but i think the heat pull it out yeah okay well i'll be watching should be fun all right guys on to our story i know we're all desperate to talk about the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, the news with this is that it is indeed happening. Are we playing Do We Care? Or <laughs> what's the segment? No, that was the whole story. Yeah, okay. Oh, it, it is, is, it is still happening. happening. Okay. Okay. I, I believe the Lightning are up um, three to two. Yeah, it's the uh, the Utah Nighthawks against the uh, uh, Costa Rica. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> just like... I mean, I mean, like, when you really think about it, uh, you, it's not even, it would have been crazy if you just would have said the teams. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars. Terrible team names, stupid jerseys, cities that hate hockey. What is the NHL doing? All the wrong I mean, things. Letting yeah. the teams right. that are the best get to the finals. I'm annoyed with you guys that you're still trying to talk about this subject. Okay, let's move on. We're moving on to the Premier League. Sorry, hey, for, sorry for making what, jokes, dude. Jeez, I thought this was like a light segment. He's trying I didn't to talk know. about the not, like Nighthawks. Was that what you went with? <laughs> the Utah Nighthawks. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. We're Just going checking. to the Premier League where things are absolutely out of control and dramatic, like they always are. Everyone's pissed. Everyone's complaining. People are losing that shouldn't lose. Everyone but Everton. Yeah, yes. they're happy. And they there's terrible penalty problem that's happening where they changed the rule that now any. Um, accidental or purpose arm ball or handball or arm ball i guess but they call it handball um that directly results in a goal uh is automatically a penalty for their team or a disallowed goal for the offense and yeah wow this rule is killing the game according to some 
I like it. Oh, I don't. Hot More take. goals. Bring on the goals. I don't. Don't handball it. Play like a penguin. Tape those arms to your sides. But even if it's at the side, they still not if disallow it's, it. Not if it's against your body. It has to be out in what they call an unnatural position. Now, an unnatural but, position. But when you're running, what's more unnatural than running around at full speed like a penguin? If you're running, your arms aren't at their side. Well, Eric. they're not they're happening when guys are guys aren't running in the box, and that's what they're getting called for. They're I think standing. When you, I think when you take subjectivity away from the referees and you make it a hard and fast rule and they have no choice they know it's the refs, bad for the game because the refs are dirty as hell they need to take more away from them probably. it would be like saying a rule like if a player gets knocked down in the box it's either an automatic penalty or a, and it's a, and there's a goal it's a disallowed goal immediately and then so you eliminate any subjectivity and they say he knocked him down i know their feet got tangled up but he ran into him and i think soccer has the most subjective refereeing of any sport for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that the referees do a very good job of understanding the moment of understanding what's going on. They now have VAR. If they make a mistake uh, in one way or the other, I think to make something so hardlined is bad for the game. It disrupts the flow. It causes consternation all over the place. There are so many uh, bright, soccer minds in like the punditry area that hate this rule um i don't know maybe because they've been around so long that might be a good thing it's different it's different it's different i I hate it i think you just you have to allow your referees to make judgment calls and if they feel like someone was just standing there and it hit their hand and it's just there's nothing it's a no call Um, they do that all the time with tackles in the box or guys falling down they'll immediately look at it and like wave their hands to the side i think to, to take that away from the referees is detrimental. Okay. That was, I mean, hey, I don't know if I agree or disagree, but I like your passion, and it was well-spoken. Um, Eric, you hate it. No, he loves it. He you said. love it? Oh, more I, goals. I don't care. I, more goals is fun. I didn't even know it was happening. So it's that's just, where I'm at. So, so I believe right now... I'll pay now, more attention and get back to you guys. I believe right now they're on pace to have 269 penalties awarded, and the record all-time is like 130 or something. Yeah, they need to slow down a little bit. So there is a problem. I mean, there's obviously something going wrong here, and they need to correct that, and they usually do. They do a good job of kind of figuring it out with the new rule changes. Everyone hates VAR until your team needs VAR. Uh, I like that they try to get the calls right. I know that they're not perfect. And nothing sucks more than when you get screwed over by the refs. Um, but when you really think about it, unless you're Man United, everyone gets screwed by the refs. Correct. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with them. Man United, um, I think that the call was correct, to be honest with you. Um, but what happened is at the very end of the game, United is is in attack mode. They're tied 2-2 two to two with Crystal Palace, was it? Right? No. Um Brighton. Brighton Hove. Yep. So they're playing Brighton and they are tied 2-2 late. The pressure is on and they um, put it in. It goes off a guy's arm. The ball keeps going around the box. They blow the final whistle. There was an offense when it hit the guy's arm. They go back after the game has already finished. They check VAR. They award them a penalty. Stupid Bruno Fernandez scores on the penalty to give them the win after the final whistle had blown, which feels really awkward. Mm-hmm. It sucks. They always get bailed on on stuff. This has never happened before, but I do think in the end they probably got the call right. Does that feel good? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Man United lost to Crystal Palace last week, almost lost to Brighton. That's their first two games of the year. Uh, they have well, Spurs next. Almost drew to Brighton, but yeah. I'm sorry, almost drew to Brighton. Yeah, I mean, they're not off to a good start. I know they have three points to two games. They haven't played anyone good. They have Spurs next. 
Um, I think they might be uh, the same United we've seen for the last Wouldn't six that years. Nice? Where they're still Would just... that give you some hope, Eric? To get I, your ass in the top four? I have all hope, and I don't even care if we get in top four because I believe in our coach. All right, so... He should. We're moving on to Chelsea, who should be excited about the players they brought in, but it shows you that they have a lot of time to um, adapt to the Premier League. There's what's gonna have to chemistry happen. issues. Yep. And, well, and defensive issues aside, yes. Mm. So they are playing against a newly promoted West Brom at West Brom, and they literally... It looked like they were playing on ice skates. Chelsea, by the way, um, looked like they were playing on ice skates for about 30 minutes where they kept falling down and slipping and losing the ball and turning it over and just were a disaster. And the next thing you know, they're down 3 nothing to a terrible West Brom team. Before the half. Yeah, like in like 30 minutes or something. It was just a, a, astonishing. Um, the second half, Chelsea comes out. Guns ablazing. They have the pressure on from start to finish. They end up getting like a 93rd minute game tying goal by Tammy Abraham correct to save a point um off of Kai Havertz hand which was in a natural position (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I want to add that caveat I do I do think that it probably is good for team morale and moving forward to get that point but I think at the end of the year um those are the games that Frank and company are going to be pissed off about yep um when they're just a position below a spot that Something. they want to be yeah, in, yeah, you know, yeah. where yep, it's just exactly. it's just the kind of games that suck to lose because you know your quality is so much greater than the team you're playing. But it happens to everybody. And you know, this is Kai Havertz's third game, Tiago Silva's like first game, first Premier League game, Chilwell's second appearance. Oh wait, did he play? I don't remember. I don't know. I no, Marcos Alonso played. Yeah. Um, Pulisic still still injured. We don't have Zayic. Ziek, Ziek, how do you say it? Ziek? I thought it was how Ziek. long is Pulisic out? He's he's training with the first team, okay, in practice. But Couple I think weeks, maybe? I think they're just like he's had so many muscle injuries. They're just trying to like slow walk it. Mm. Like these game, like I think in Frank's mind, this game doesn't. It's like a Popovich thing. Like this game doesn't matter as much as late in the season. So mm-hmm. um, I think they're just trying to preserve him as long. So what well, I think, you know, once we get kind of the full squad that we're supposed to have things might look a little bit different but our defensive issues are still going to loom large over this this season okay um and and you know you can't make mistakes you can't make mistakes like that against a west brom team newly promoted they're not going to be very good they might finish fourth to last and you make two crucial errors against them and they punish you and that's how difficult this league is to sustain excellence even though we had a great second half you you blew it mm-hmm. in the first half and eric's absolutely right that when you look back on the season if like we get fifth you're gonna be like fuck we blew that game to west brom and we shouldn't have yeah you know we're down three nothing at fucking halftime like that's that's bad like chelsea shouldn't be in that position so um yeah it was uh i didn't see one second of the match but read a lot about it after after it happened but yeah, uh, not looking great for Chelsea thus far, but I think there's a lot of season left, and there's you a lot, of, have a lot of goals to be had. Same thing, the one year we won the title, we, we were, I don't know, Eric, it was after Arsenal absolutely thrashed Antonio Conte's Chelsea side, like 3 nothing, and it was like a beating, and mm-hmm. we ripped off 13 wins in a row and didn't look back after that. Yeah, no, it's just one game, but it just is frustrating. Um, next up, Wolves, a team who a lot of people think could contend again for top four. Um, they lost to West Ham 4 nothing. Mm. I mean, absolutely That's really disappointing. 
blown That's a out. lot of bubbles. That That's a lot a of bubbles. bubbles. Um, Everton is the surprise of the season so far. They have nine points through three games. They're first place in the league. Have as they played right anybody now. good? No, but you know it's Premier League. Everyone's tough. Yeah, and three, you know, three from three for Everton is an amazing start. James Rodriguez has been amazing since coming there, and um, Dominic Calvert Lewin is the breakout player of the year so far. I believe he's leading the entire Premier League in goals. He had a hat trick one game. He had. They've two been more. waiting for that too. He, he just never had it. Is just looking like a phenom, a young English striker. Um, so yeah. when when is he signing for United? Yeah. Well, when will United be like, we'll give 80 million for him? <laughs> you know, they will burn, yeah, I don't know. burn yeah. every bit of the money they have to just buy another stupid player. Um, yeah, so they feel really great. Uh, Spurs, as much as I hate Spurs and love to see bad things happen to them, were completely screwed by this new handball rule uh, as they drew in the 93rd minute to Newcastle. Um, where there was a ball headed about a foot away from a guy's arm into his arm. Penalty given, 1-1, Spurs go down. Love it. You and just said you love the handball rule. <laughs> it was it was unfair to them, but but uh, it was funny to, to you. See. So that's what matters. Um, <laughs> finally. This is the game I'm excited to talk about. Man City absolutely what blown away by a good Leicester team, I will yeah. say. Um, Dude, Vardy is a star. God, is he fun to watch. Vardy is a star. Um, five five to two was the final, I believe. Five right? to two. Five to two. City. Um, five yeah. goals conceded. And then, Love that. And then right afterwards, they announced their new 70 million euro center back. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, City killed in a way we haven't seen them killed in quite some time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is uh, showing the uh, lack of preparation for City. Uh, maybe an aging defense. They are trying to bring in recruitments. They brought Aki in already, and they're bringing in um, Diaz from Benfica as well. Um, so I think they'll still be a pretty good team. But, you know, this is not what you want your team to look like early in the season, getting thrashed by another good team. So, I mean, right now, if I could adjust my top four prediction, I would remove United from my top four, and I would feel even better about my Liverpool over City. Okay. Would you guys change it now if you could? Um, I know you'll we'll know a lot more tomorrow when I Liverpool I plays a good team in Arsenal. But it's still, um, I just it's don't still know too yet. early. It's three matches. I know. I, I just think I still think City and Liverpool are going to be ahead of everybody else, and I still think United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, and maybe Everton now are going to duke it out for three to seven, and that's fine. I mean, those some of those teams are on the rise. Some of them are stuck in in the mud right now. Um, but man, I feel so good about the Premier League in general. What a what it's a so league. much fun! So the last game of the week is going to be uh, my team, the Arsenal versus James's team, the defending champs, Liverpool at Liverpool this week, and I'm so excited for this match. I'm really excited, and it's the kind of game that the pressure is turned down on Arsenal um, because they are not supposed to win this game. They are a te- Liverpool is a team that has kind of thrashed us for the last few years. Uh, they've done that to most teams, and I would just like to see my team be competitive in this game. I'd like to, them to show that they belong in the big games, and I think I have enough faith in Arteta that it will be a good match. And I just, as a fan, even though I'm going to be bummed if Arsenal loses, um, as a fan, I just think this is going to be a cool game to watch. So, for a little bit of context on this, last mm-hmm. season, when things were still open, Eric and I ventured down to the local to watch Arsenal Liverpool at like ten o'clock, <laughs> something like that. 
And Eric is like, I'm having fun here because it's fun to go watch soccer at a pub, but I know how this match is going to end. And it was a four, nothing drubbing. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, Arsenal never even had a chance Um, to hear Eric speak highly of Arsenal having a chance against Liverpool. Now it could still end up four, nothing. Right. But at the same time, I don't think Eric felt the same way about Unai Emery against Liverpool as he did or as he does against Liverpool this season with Arteta at the home. So it's nice to hear Eric's positivity. Mm-hmm. Raincloud Eric may return next week, however. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I don't want to see a drubbing. I mean, I guess, I mean, it would be nice. I understand I what you're but saying. But you know what I'm yeah, saying. Like, I, I want I it to you. be a competitive match. Obviously, I want Liverpool to win. I don't want any this bullshit draw situation. I guarantee, here's my prediction. If the Liverpool is robbed in some way through a handball situation, the rule changes before next week. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, it's totally like possible. it'll be it'll it'll take like Liverpool getting screwed over, and then the league will be like, "Ooh, we can't have that. Let's let's change the rule." Okay, don't you think? I mean, like they just have the reputation of like the VAR goes their way, and the league sort of caters a little bit. Maybe, maybe. You know, the previous champions. Can't have I think that. as long as United continues to benefit from it, they're not going to change it. <laughs> they're more obsessed with, with United. So here's the one thing I feel good about. Um, Arsenal's been great in big games in the last few months. So since the restart in June, mid-June, we have um, wins over Chelsea, two wins over Liverpool, a win over City, a win over Leicester City. And you're counting the Community Shield in that? Yeah, but and a Premier League game too. Okay. No, 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 but I'm just saying. Yeah, so two, we played, you know, and you can say the Community Shield doesn't matter, but then why did they start Salah, Mane, Firmino, literally their... They Van, started them, but they're also like, just don't get hurt. Everyone Van Dyke, just take it easy. You know. They, just, just get loose. Who cares? I, here's, what, here's what I would say, though. There was more on, on, there was way more on the line for Arsenal than there was for Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool, like, put the pedal to the metal. That's what it seemed like watching. Here's the thing well. with the game, though. They had to try to put the pedal to the metal because they didn't have a preseason. I understand, but again, it's just like it's felt like more of an exhibition for Liverpool, and where Arsenal was like, "We're out to prove something." Um, and yeah, I you, mean, you can appreciate that though. At least, like, you can understand. Like, Liverpool is just like nobody oh, get injured. Yeah, I, please, I, I'm just saying, win or lose or draw, they're moving in the right direction, and I feel good about that. And so I'm just for the first for, time in a while. I feel really good about their coach, and I think that if you have a good coach, that's one of the best things you can have besides the best talent. And, and what, I, what I mean by the first time in a while it means you feel good about the direction that they're going. I feel good, and even if they lose tomorrow, I will feel good. So I think I'm going to pick Liverpool to win two to one. But I, I'm I'm excited about the game. I can't wait to watch it. I think I said three two. Um, yeah, I think I said three to one Liverpool. So there you go. Hopefully it will be fun. If you guys uh, are around in the afternoon, check it out. It will be on Peacock, Ugh. which you get for free if you're a Comcast Xfinity uh Which if you customer. don't really have NBC, then I don't know how you watch any of these anyways. So I shouldn't really change. If you have NBC and you pay for a cable package, then you probably have Peacock and can watch it. I just don't like going out of the the Comcast interface to then find it on Peacock. Like, it's not that natural. So, still working on that. All right, guys. That is all the time that we have this week uh, for our sports cast. We still have two more episodes coming out this week. Uh, our screencast is coming out and the Purple Pride podcast. So, check those, guys, those out as uh, the week goes on. Is it still Pride? It's the 
Purple Podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so check those out as the week goes on. But thank you guys so much for listening to the Northeast Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>